I guess we're live. We? We're an anchor. Yes, we're live. Right there, I can see it. Ooh, baby. We got the message too. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. All right. Welcome, guys. Guys, welcome to another segment of Charlie's Bunker. Let me let me put my hair down because it looks like I'm having a messy day. And <laughs> I, I, I like having my hair nice, okay? I like having my aye, nice hair. Yeah. If there's anything in my body that's actually pretty looking good, it's my hair. Other than that, oh forget it. God. No, it, it's true. It's true. I'm not gonna say no. Damn, mm-hmm. you gotta, you gotta love yourself, all right? You can't just go ahead and we say this. We know you do enough of that. Anyways, <laughs> welcome one more time to Ooh. Charlie's bunker. I don't know what you're doing then. She, she's watching the show as we're actually doing the show. She's doing a checkers. Checkers does that a lot. Okay, welcome. <laughs> Who just ever joined us? Oh, that must be you. So there's only two people. You're me welcome. and her. That's it. We're that's it. We're done. Okay. Wow. Um, we actually had some really good feedback from last week's episode on the transgenders um, episode in sports. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to give a shout out to everybody who joined us and also the uh, conversation with Dr. Glick was really good. Yeah. I also had some actual feedbacks after that. They're like, listen. I didn't have any questions until you closed the segment. And I said, I, you know, I, I don't know what you to tell you. You lose, you lose, people. I don't know what to tell you. I'm thinking, listen, that's why I, I, I did say it ahead in advance. We're going to have X, Y, and Z. And then nobody showed up. And then they tell me, okay, I have this question for the doctor. And then the doctor, by then, it's already gone. So I, I can't answer the questions. But we did promise we're going to have some another segment with three special specialists. In infectious diseases. There you Ooh. go. Bam. All right. So we're going to have that. Like infections. <laughs> I can't wait with him. First, he's like, you need to be spunky. I did not say that. I be, did not say I'm that. I'm telling you, he's abusive people. <laughs> why, are you, why are you being abusive? Sir? I feel like I can Tina. <laughs> <laughs> Eat the cake, anime. <laughs> yeah, yes, it is going to be a long show. Yes, thank you for joining us. Thank you one more time. Uh, listen, now that you're here, um, I'm going to lower the volume a little bit. Okay, so listen, I did I did pass the message because I, I loved your feedback. So I did say, listen, I think I do that a couple of times. And I did, I did send a message to Nelly Baby here. And... And this is about me overpowering you, okay? Oh. And then I, I said, listen, Lenny, baby, um, I know that you, you wanted people to react, and I know you wanted, you know, t- to hear from them. So here you go. This is what they told me. And 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 this is what you said. I, I want you to tell her what you said. What did I say? <laughs> Recall, I forget. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was going to play the victim. Yeah, there you go. Okay, exactly. That you were going to play the victim. <laughs> Sir. See, is it, okay, is it okay, sir, to look up? <laughs> it's going to be a long show. It's going to be a very long show. Okay, so now that we're here, okay, today we're going to have three interesting topics, okay? Um, you know the format, segment, songs, segment, songs, segment, and then we're out, okay? So anybody who's joining us, we're going to be talking about the topics that we're going to have as we cover them, okay? So... 
right now, we're just going to chill out. We're going to have a little break, and we're going to talk about something simple, okay? Mm-hmm. Something that we're not going to get into an argument. I'm not going to, you know, make her feel like, you know. You're just giving me that evil eye. I did not give you a evil eye. Stop it. I did not give you a evil eye. <laughs> see, you see what I'm saying? You're now, scaring me with your sight, sir. Okay, so I'm going to continue. <laughs> okay. Um, we're going to talk about, okay, I, I even forgot about the topic. So I, was about, I was about to go off, and then I, I completely forgot. Okay, so we're going to talk about the way the parents used to, uh, you did. Uh-huh. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> okay, if I, if I have to close the volume a little bit, because I'm having a little cold and a cough, so I don't want to, you know, burst your ears with anything, especially, you know, Nelly Baby I'm here. sensitive. Anyways, uh, yes. But, <laughs> Okay, so the way our parents used to actually teach us lessons, and I don't want to say discipline because discipline, we already covered that before, mm-hmm. but the way they actually taught us lessons about life and how how they used to educate us back in the day. So tell me, how do you how were you educated back in the day when you misbehave, in quotes, because they can't see us on anchor, but in quotes? <laughs> how did you How did you see it happening? Discipline? Yes. A good way or a bad way? I mean, I don't know how your parents disciplined you. I mean, since, you know, well, my the mom, way you are. Hey. I'm, I'm just stating that you what, are. How, what very, way am I, sir? I'm, I'm just stating that, you know. I'm a nice young lady. I, I, will, I will agree with that. I'm pretty funny. I will agree with that, too. <laughs> but it doesn't tell me how they, you know, they brought you up. Um, My mom, uh... My mom raised me as a sheltered child. Um, some rules, I wasn't able to go out. <clears throat> and then my dad was the same, very strict. Punishment-wise, I think my dad was more the disciplinarian than my mom. So he would have, like in Mexican culture, you'll have the cinto or, or, or the chancla. Um, you want to tell our, our, our buddies who are not Mexican what so, a cinto and chancla is? <laughs> So Spanish or English wise, chancla is a sandal, and then cinto is the belt. So we, w- I, you would get your whoopings that way. Yeah, whoopings. Whoopings. Okay. So how did you get whooped a lot? That sounds wrong. But did you get hit, <laughs> hit a lot when you were a kid? I mean, you were probably a well-behaved kid. I was. I okay, was. So I was. Um, no, only when I tried to rebel, and that was like m- more my teen years. Got it. So I'm guessing every other day. Since you know you are a very rebellious woman, I'm not rebellious. I'm I'm just stating how I see you. That's you know, <clears throat> uh, maybe twice a week. I Man, that's a lot. Maybe once a week. Okay, depending <laughs> on if I'm you know running on the street. Yeah, you know, maybe five times, ten times it's a like, week. Do, do I want to get beat today? Let's see. Let's write it down. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, that could be true because you know when I was a kid. I remember, and my father was actually telling this story over the weekend with family members with, where they, he will say, you know, I will do something wrong, which I should not done, which, again, whatever, tomato, tomato, you know, you live, you die, whatever, you know. So <laughs> I was a very free-spirit child, okay? Since the day. Yeah, definitely. YOLO. <laughs> I was the original YOLO, all right? So, listen, if I felt like you know, I, I needed to go to a party when I was three, I would get on my little bicycle, tricycle at this point, and I would just head out to the horizon. I would get lost for about seven, eight hours, and then my, my parents will look for me all over town. Now, this is in Mexico, right? So, this is a, in a community where we used to live, and, um, and you know, you know, uh, you just tend to know everybody that, you know, community, and the next thing you know, 
you know, eight hours passed, and your your parents are pretty much kicking your butt. But my father did a lot of times. He told me, "How many do you deserve?" Okay, so he'll ask me, "How many do you deserve after I got my punishment?" <laughs> now, you know, depending on the on. I was very honest. I was always honest. I always actually got... So your butt was very sarcastic. said, so maybe one? <laughs> no, no. Actually, that's not true because there were moments where I actually did tell my, my father, I said, listen, you know, I did something kind of bad, so I deserve 10, 20 spankings, you know, 15. I think the the, the lowest was three. So I, I, I didn't do something that bad that day. <laughs> so, you, did you like more even or odd numbers? You know what? That's a very interesting question because if I think about it, if I think about it, if I think about it, uh, I think I went with odds more than evens. Actually, I don't. That's a very. I never thought about it that way. I actually, yeah, I actually, I always went seven, three, you know, nine, once in a while, a ten, twenty. But you know, you should very, very good deduction, very good mm-hmm. deduction. But yeah, that was that's how it used to be. Uh, you know, I, that's how I was brought up. You know, depending on on whatever I did was the punishment that I would get. Now, my my um, my mother, on the other hand, he's like, <laughs> um, well, our guest here says, well, you are odd. Yes, yes, I am I, I am odd. I will agree to that. I am odd, yes. No, we will agree with that 100%. But my mother, on the other hand, was the yeller. She will always yell. She mm-hmm. will always threat, you know, and, you know, she, she was more of the... Uh, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you, and you know, you're gonna be alone, and blah blah. So she was more of the psychological one. So, <laughs> I, I, hey, listen, my parents don't listen to this show. She and hurt you with words. I know, right? She, like she will hurt me with words. Because again, I'm gonna be honest. When I was a kid, yeah, when they used to spank me, I used to hurt. But the words are the ones that got stuck. Oh now, yeah, those those are the ones that I, I took does. for for a while. Even I, I, even till now, um, Latino family members have this saying where they say, "Espera cuando tú tengas niños." Yeah, wait, wait until you get wait until you get your children. Then you can understand what we went through, mm-hmm. and that's true, and that's one hundred percent true. But you know, I remember one one time. You know, I was in I was in first grade, and my father told me at the beginning of the year, "Listen, if you fail or you stay behind the year, I will beat you down." Now I t- I had that in my head for the whole year, <laughs> and I I tried my best. And listen, if you know me, you know that I'm a li- I'm a little slow. I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little slow. But I did put my I, I put my best. Actually, we're just having a discussion of what color was blue or purple, and she's like, "You need to go back to to grade school." You're just school. colorblind. I just realized that. Listen, back in the '80s, there wasn't there was not a thing like that. We didn't know about colorblindness or yes, anything. Yes, it was. It was that di- it was diagnosed early in N- late not 70s. In, not in so proper don't... Mexico. So listen, I, I'm just gonna play that card right now. But the whole year, I was you know doing my best, 100, percent and then the last day where they had to give report cards, the teacher was talking to my mom and me being a little kid. I didn't understand what they were talking about. So then I asked my mother, did I pass or or did I stay behind? And I guess it was a joke. I don't know, but I guess it was a joke. But she said, no, you know what? Wait until we get home to speak to your father. Man, oh, man, that drove me crazy for the entire afternoon. I thought I felt I was bawling my eyes out. I was crying. I said, my dad, in my head, I was like, my dad's going to punish me. He's going to he's, he's gonna do, you know, whatever. And I did try my best. So that actually did mess me up a little bit. And then eventually I found out that I did pass to the second grade. And my dad was very proud of me. And my mom was laughing her ass. Out because, Trauma. Because, you know, it was funny to traumatize your kid psychologically. I mean, it's, I mean. Where's the thing? I know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that so that's my experience. So, would you will you say that that that's a little bit of uh, psychological abuse? Then I mean I don't know. Uh, I, I, thought, I thought it was normal. Half and half. Half and half. Yeah, because I know people people nowadays will be like, "Oh my god, that was abuse." 
But uh, that to me, that that was a, a form of keeping the kids in line, like knowing structure, knowing that, <clears throat> yeah, at that age, and like, and basically uh, discipline, but like not the bad discipline. Like you know that you have to respect your adults. You have to respect um, boundaries. Oh, sorry, guys, I'm losing my voice today. Because <clears throat> I abuse her so much. Yeah, I scream. <laughs> Go ahead, continue, continue. <laughs> it just basically shows kids that there's standards, boundaries, rules that they have to follow just to be a freaking proper adult. I mean, yeah, but or functioning tell, adult. But to tell your kid, listen, um, you you didn't pass, but let let's go home and talk to your dad. Like that, I mean, you need a little scare in your life. I mean, I mean, the fact that I almost died a couple of times when I was a kid, that, that was more than enough, to be honest with you. But In the words of Charlie, you only live once. YOLO, YOLO. But, you know, you got a good point there, that at, at this moment, right now, and again, I will agree that back then it was, it was a psychological issue, and, and, you know, maybe they did traumatize me just a little bit, just <laughs> a little bit. But in reality, it was very normal in Mexico to do that. It, uh, for kids to learn, they were, they were not that sheltered. When I was a kid, me and other kids that I grew up with, we were actually talking about it with a friend of mine today who is in Mexico, too. And he was like, remember when we went through this? And we're like, oh, yeah, we almost died. But it was funny. (laughs) It was funny. So now we actually put a lot of stress on our parents, too, because we were not we were not actually very well behaved kids. I mean, I don't know about you, but I wouldn't say um, non not well behaved kids. I would say you were very adventurous. I was, I was, you know, I almost broke my neck on on a, on a hill on, in the forest where we used to play. That was, that was hilarious. Um, again, I, I did, I did, um, I did get run over by a car once, so that was hilarious too. That's not funny. I mean, again, no, but again, see, I'm, I'm seeing it from. Listen, now that I'm a parent, now, now that me I'm me as a mom, that's one of my fears. Like, oh yeah, oh guess what? I just got run over by a car. I mean. There was no blood. I didn't end up in the hospital. He just bumped, and that's it. I mean, just my, I mean, we were tough foot, back then. We were my tough. Foot was all the way up to my head. We were tough. That's it. Listen, I'll, you can say whatever you want, but I can honestly <laughs> say that living in that style in Mexico, they it made us tough. It made us, you know, we can just take a lot of, you know. But is that only Mexico? Like I said before, in prior shows, like people thought back in the eighties, not you know, not not putting stereotypes or anything like that. But now she started stereotyping. Yeah, but still, Pilsen. What is it now? Hipsterland, and you know, um, Gen Z people, Dang. and then they're walking Calling around. And seriously, like I, I was raised. <laughs> I'm born in the eighties, raised in the nineties, and literally nineties. Yeah, yeah. I lived in Pilsen. Pilsen, the good old days when I used to joke around and say, good old days, and you used to have your regular 4 p.m. drive-by. Yeah, when you were just standing in, you know, in Pilsen, you know, on 18th the National, you're like, oh, man, it's a good day that I, I didn't use my AK-47. <laughs> the next thing you know, you're hitting the floor because you have the showers of bullets. I mean, every regular day in the 80s every in, in Pilsen. Every regular day, you were popping and a squad just, you know. Just in case. Dodging. Hey, hey, I had some killer glutes back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> now with all the hipsters can't, the can't hipsters, work that squat what am I doing just regular strolling through the park I mean I'm just saying you know 
any normal day. I don't. I mean, how dare they? How dare they how keep dare your? You? How dare they keep your your how streets safe? How dare you take my community away and and literally raise the prices of rent? But thank you very much for keeping me safe. For keeping me safe. And well, I don't shy. live in Pilsen anymore. Oh, she she got so used. She didn't get used to the uh, to the safe environment. She went to somewhere you. I'm assuming it's they still quiet. shoot. It's still quiet. Oh, it's still quiet. Oh, okay. Because yeah. you know, I mean, I don't know at this point. Why do you think I don't move to the suburbs? <laughs> I guess um, PTSD could be one. You're used to living in that environment, so I guess that that's one it's, of the reasons why you don't move out. It soothes me to sleep. <laughs> if I don't, I don't feel that regular shell hitting my window. I just, I, I can't, can't sleep. Hey, can't true sleep. story though. True story. Back when I was young. She goes, Alexa, can you play? Can you play shotguns so I can go to sleep? <laughs> I can't with her. I can't. You know, I can't. That's why she's here. Anyways, so I I think I think that uh, that back in the day, yeah, the their tactics were a little extreme. I will give you that. The tactics of parents were a little extreme, but I think it's some way, shape, or form they were necessary because it built character. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. I could go hood in, in two seconds. As you can see, mm-hmm. because she tells Alexa to pow, 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 so pow, she can pow. go to sleep. That's what, that's, is that what, is that what gangster you... Thug gangster thug life. <laughs> she might look nice, but she can shank me. She can, she can do a, a prison shanking <laughs> like that. Okay, so don't, don't, don't think that she's... she's with, with a plastic fork. Yeah. She's, she's and a said, plastic spoon. She said it. I believe her. Anyways... So I think it's necessary because it builds character. I, I believe that we went from one extreme to the other, okay? So that one extreme before, when we when were kids, they're like, okay, so you got to, you know, you got to learn how to defend yourself, learn how to live, uh, you know, alone because not everybody's going to be there for you and not everybody's going to be there with you. So you're going to have to defend and you have to learn how to survive in this environment because, you know, that's how our parents lived. So I, mm-hmm. I, I have a theory. This is my crazy theories. Because, again, you know, too many hits in the head. I did get that 20. I did say that. I never said where he hit me, but I did I did get 20 blows to the head. You got coconazo. I went coconazo, yeah. Um, <laughs> I believed that, generationally speaking, right, um, the wars that we had, you know, World War II, Vietnam, all of those, all of those wars actually m- messed up in some sort of way of shape the way our grandparents and parents used to see life. Now, let's, let's think about this, okay? Follow me for a minute, okay? Let's say that you are a, a, a mother who had a family, right? And, well, a woman that had a family, right? And the next thing you know, your husband, it's served with a letter to go serve for the country, and then obviously they died, and they have a little kid, right? So now this mother, back in the, in the 40s and 50s, now this woman has to learn how to deal with two roles where it was not existent at that point. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the role of the mother or the woman and then the role of a father, okay? So let's say that that this person actually now has to serve more roles, right? And now the kid, it's a little bit confused because, one, he lost his father. That's a traumatized event. Traumatized event, yeah. So then, therefore, he's going to have some issues, right? So now this kid, and obviously a lot of kids, they decided to have kids and so on and so forth until we got to the 80s and 90s mm-hmm. with the kids that we have right now, right? So now the Berlin Wall falls down. Yay, communism's over. And now we have this whole new era of, of you know, now of the growth and youth and blah, blah, blah. And then now we're seeing that boys also have feelings, right? Mm-hmm. So now we're oversheltering them because now we have this experience from, you know, previous years of how they used to be tough. 
and hard and unfair and you know now we need to do this and so they can so they can grow up and be strong but then we notice that no boys and girls need to be sheltered so now we shelter these kids and now i feel sometimes that we over shelter our kids what do you think mm, yes i think so because me as a parent uh I'm trying to get out of that realm of sheltering my child um, since I was a, sh- a sheltered child. And I tried to get be more adventurous and tell them, hey, let's let's go out. Let's go for a walk. Let's experience this. Let's go to a water park. Um, but sometimes the dad's like his father doesn't really want to do anything. So it's like the child is only in the tablet being sheltered. Okay, so in, in my perspective or my, my experience, it's the other way around. Because, again, I was the crazy nut who was always <laughs> traveling and, and getting myself in trouble. I'm the one with my kids like, hey, listen, hey, 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 you want to do this? Yeah, okay, let's do this. But let's not, you know, let's, let's just keep it on the down low, right? Because I, I, I know you, that a lot of... Do ex- advertise that? No, I mean, it, it's fine because, you know, sometimes, uh, sometimes I, I, you know, I, I, I get caught sometimes, you know, whatever. But what I'm saying is this. You know, I, I understand that I'm from on the other side of the spectrum right now where I'm adventurous and I want to do all these things. And then I have to keep myself into more of a level playing field because I know that some of my wife, it's, it's, it's very preserved. I'm not preserved, but she's very conservative. She, she likes, you know, stability and, and more of a comfy life where I'm like, you know, let's, let's go jump off a, you know, airplane. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. But let's go on, on you know, all these wild adventures, right? Crazy mm-hmm. things like go to mosh pits and stuff like that. Like I took my daughter to a first rock concert. That was amazing. But my wife's like, mm, she's going to get her foot broken like you. So, you know, <laughs> so I, I got to keep myself in a, in a center position. Uh, we got a comment. She says, yeah, I know what kids I drive are sheltered. Okay, well, if you can tell us your experience, that that'll be great. Because, again, I don't want I don't want this just between us two. Like we want to hear from from you guys. Because again, obviously, we're not going to give names, but any scenarios where you where you had that you're like, listen, this kids. Because I remember that when we were in, when we were in, in elementary school, um, our our bus didn't even have a seatbelt. I mean, it sounds dumb, right? Uh, more like a strap. Listen, if the if the that was not if the very freaking safe. thing if the freaking thing were getting to you know against a train or off a hill, we would have been out the window. <laughs> I mean, I remember a video. There was there was a video one time of these kids on a on a bus. I think he just hit a, a speed bump or something, and that kid just wham, just bounced against the the roof of the of the bus. Oh wow! And that's when they were, and that's when they started saying, "You should wear your seatbelt because this is what happens." And she was so funny because she went, Ba-da-da! it was great. And I'm sorry for encore, but he just went up and down. But see, I gotta keep myself leveled, okay? I was like, "Don't get me started on seatbelts on buses." <laughs> <laughs> We should get you started on seatbelts and buses. Okay, so so I gotta keep myself at a, at a at a more like okay, let's let's do this. So I I feel and I think that we're damaging our kids right now by over sheltering them. I I, I agree hundred percent that we shouldn't go to the extremes that our parents went, where they're like, <laughs> wait until your father comes home because he's gonna whoop you because you didn't pass the sec to second grade. That was messed up. I agree with that. But, you know, keeping it to the, oh, baby, no, no, you, you failed every class, but it's okay. You feel sad? Let me give, them, let me give you those Jordans that you, that you wanted because, you know, you, at least you did the effort. That, that, that's a whole other extreme that I don't agree with. No. What do you think? No, that's, that's awarding uh, bad behavior, and they're going to just think that it's okay. Would you do that to your kid? No. No? Have you done that to your kid? Um, no. I've, I've told them, I'm like, you better get good grades. 
You better do your studies. You better be interested. Are your assignments done? And thank God he's a kid that actually does like school. So I don't have to worry about that. But he knows that, you know, mom doesn't follow the, I'm going to get C's, D's, and F's and think it's okay. And you know what? That's a good point. Um, you know, when it comes to, to my kid, you know, he's 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 a smart kid. Um, I wish I was like him when, when I was a kid. But he, I was, again, on the other side of the spectrum. I was more of a, you know, the rebel. And um, he's more quiet, more mellow, more like, I'm going to stay home and, and just read and whatever. But sometimes he doesn't have the little firecracker that I want him to have, mm-hmm. you know, where he has the, in quotes, the initiative to do something. He will do things, but he doesn't have that push, right? He's what I call back. the heart. Yeah, he's really laid back. But then, again, that's the other side of the spectrum, right? Like, people expect him to do things now because he's older. When he was a kid, it was like, ah, it's okay, you know. It's just a baby, you know. It, there's nothing wrong with it. He's, let him be a boy. Boys be boys, right? Which is, we're going to talk about that little comment later on. But... Now that he's 13, he's like, listen, I'm chill, I'm cool, I'm here. But now they're, they're, society is expecting him, or at least my family, they're like, listen, you have to do this. And now they're giving that push, and I'm like, no, man, it's too late. If we didn't do that back then, now mm-hmm. it's going to be a little harder because now the, the, the job's going to land on me, and I don't like to work a lot. So there you have it, right? <laughs> this is the little secret message that I'm throwing them because that's what I do because this is my show. Anyways. <laughs> So I agree with you 100%. We are actually oversheltering our kids, and we're, we're actually shaping them to not be responsible in some sort of way or shape or form. And it's damaging, damaging them because they're going to expect something out of them before. And mainly boys. Not so much of girls, but mainly boys. I notice girls um, grow up differently when it comes to... I don't have a daughter, um, but I do see my friends' daughters that they do, um, and it's true. Sometimes females do mature faster, like mind-wise, brain-wise. Um, I'm going to say it here. It's going to be official 100%. I learned this the hard way. Guys, boys, <laughs> and I'm talking about boys and guys, women are better than us. Don't even argue it, 100%. So don't even argue it. I'm just going to go back now and continue. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I've seen most of, like, my goddaughters and stuff. Um, we mature, and from experience, I've, I matured and grew up um, at a very young age. So, like, I didn't really have, um, per se, a childhood like I should have. But, like I said before, I'm like, we matured, depending on your lifestyle and your um, your childhood experiences and how you grow up because it's totally different. I, in my words, not not to be sexist or anything, boys are more like laid back. Um, family members or parents do not are they're more lenient. On on whom? On the men. Okay. Mm-hmm. So oh no, he's a boy. Let he's going through a phase. Yeah, I hear that. I I, I used to hear that, and I still hear that a lot. Or you'd hear the. That's not ladylike. Remember, you're a young lady. That's not ladylike. That is that is true. That's a very good point, too. <laughs> I forgot about that one. I'm going to read a couple of, of comments here. It says, um, the whole show will take... Oh, sorry. The whole conversation, they'll take the entire show. We ain't got nowhere else to go. Uh, don't <laughs> praise for negative behavior, which is true. Do not praise negative behavior. But, but, it is done. Yeah. They do that. 
So yeah. parents now do that a lot. Okay, so that's that's another thing. And you know, with today's society, I'm like, it, I guess maybe because it's it's like scripted shows and stuff like that. I like all the TikTokers, even though I you know I broke down and got TikTok to promote the show. So and I which she does not. I do not on TikTok. Yes, I do. She spends an hour I, on TikTok. I even put, no, I do. Listen, she said she said she's addicted to TikTok. Are you okay, she is addicted. No, no, she's addicted to TikTok. I told her, do not send me any TikTok videos because I, I dislike TikTok. The first thing I I just finished saying that, the next thing I know, I'm getting five videos from her from TikTok. So somebody somebody's addicted. But continue. Uh, you do tell me. Look at research about topics. Not on TikTok. Not on TikTok. Well, most of the TikTok little scripts, I don't know if it's scripted or not, but they do advertise so much negative um, behavior off of the younger kids. And and I it, it, it annoys me because these kids are so disrespectful uh, online to your, their parents. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See. Mm-mm. And these parents don't even put any boundaries. Oh, go get those views. Go get those likes, honey. Because they're going to give them money. <laughs> So, and then this is going to be the future brat of the world. Well, yeah, you're right. Let me continue with the uh, with the comments. Okay, it says, when a kid misbehaves on my bus, I make I make them write themselves up. Okay, that 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 will work. <laughs> um, I, if I were the kid, I'd be like, okay, I'll write myself up. I mean, I don't I don't know, man. Again, when we were in school, they're like. I have a, I had a Filipino uh, teacher who used to tell me all the time in English. That was when I didn't speak any English. She will say, I'm going to kick you in the face. I'm going to throw you out the window. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, thumbs up because I, I know what she was saying. <laughs> Apparently, that lady fell off the stairs one time and she broke her hand. And then my, my sister had her as a teacher. And then my sister actually gave her hell. It was funny. It was hilarious. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so let me continue with the. I, I'm just getting myself up at this point. Okay. Um, <laughs> Another another comment says, "Oh, I've got a story about a student from a coworker route." Um, sure, um, you know what? We're gonna have to find we're gonna have to find a way to we can play your your audios here on the show. We can actually open up a WhatsApp group so you can send us all your audio and we just have to, we can just play it. You don't have to worry about the identity because we're not we're not gonna give it a, um, your name, right? But you can we're, we're gonna create it for next week and we're gonna add you guys if you guys want to be in it. And you can send us your audio, but. We're going to continue this conversation on the second segment because the second segment did something I, I, I discovered on Facebook. But I'm going to cut it short right now because actually we have actually gone already 30 minutes. 30 minutes. That was actually a pretty good conversation. So we're going to continue on the live. We're going to cut on, on Anchor and we're going to come back after the music. And we're back. Okay, so we <laughs> left off at, at, at the, uh, at the um, where we leave off? Okay, that's it. I got to stop doing how drugs. How old we are? Yeah, no, definitely. Oh, I... <laughs> It went, it went out it went out my head. Okay, so <laughs> now this is a, a, a little post I saw on Facebook. okay? This is a, a page that I, that it's, it's in Spanish. I did post the, the little picture in, in Charlie's Bunker's Facebook page and it was in Spanish. I apologize. I did the trans, I did the translation of the post and pretty much it said that uh, indigenous kids were actually planting trees on a hill and that that picture or that action should be recognized and shared on social medias, which I did, so yay. But I was reading the comments in that, in that picture and a lot of them, a lot of them were very hateful comments because they were talking about how they were taking away the childhood of an indigenous kid. So did you, did you read them or did you hear about that? 
No, I saw the picture and I didn't see anything bad about it. You didn't. I didn't see anything bad about it either. Anything bad about it either. This is the part of the conversation where I'm gonna start getting excited. And as you know, with my thick accent and my my brain thinking in Spanish, <laughs> I'm gonna start talking a lot of nonsense. And so, I'll be the translator. And she's gonna be translating for me. So I want to thank <laughs> Nelly Baby in advance for translating for our guest today. Which I, I know somebody else uh, just came in. Hey, how's it going? Thank you for joining us. So. But the children volunteer or forced? Uh, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. Okay, we're, don't, let's not get ahead of ourselves because the question is, but those children volunteered or were forced? Okay, so I was reading those comments and those children were like, okay, you know, whatever. You know, it's, it's a good deed because, again, we, we're needing trees, man. Listen, the earth is already oh, yeah. running out of trees, so we need them trees. Okay, we need them trees. So You know what? I was on, We were on the news, and you know Chicago, because we're a Chicago-based podcast. Uh-huh. Um, they, put, they were saying that in 2021, we, we had the most least, least and, um, landscaping areas or trees in the, in the area. So they're declining. All the trees are literally being taken down and broken down because, you know, city... And, you know, building over, you know, areas where it could be used as a park and et cetera and have a nice little landscape. But, yeah, like, literally, like, we need trees, oxygen to survive. I'm just saying. But then I was, as I was scrolling down, I said, okay, this is, this is, I'm not going to read those hateful comments. I'm just going to go and, you know, wait for the next patient to see. Then I actually see something on Twitter that said this. A gentleman, um, and this is actually on the page too. Um, um, a father posted the picture of, of her fourteen of his fourteen year old kid working at Burger King. Okay, now this kid was working from the beginning of the day all the way until late at night. Okay, this is pretty much almost ev- all every day, and sometimes on the weekends, right? And the father was very proud of this boy because the boy was working so hard to save money to buy his own car. Now he's working for something. Okay. And again, a lot of people actually were talking about hating on the poor man. Why? Because he was taking away his childhood. So then this is where I come from, okay? And this is what the reason why I brought the topic. Why do we believe as a society that teaching kids to work for something like planting trees that we need uh-huh. or you working yourself to achieve something to, to have something that you worked for, it's bad. Why do you think that is? I... These uh, this younger generation really thinks that everything it has to have a label. I'm not not I'm not um, taking away anybody's um, rights to get you know the glorifying of whatever they think they have an, an idea of that should be displayed in the world right now now age, but like. <sighs> Everything is abuse. Everything now is abuse. You can't really say nothing out of out of word because again, you're going to be a negative person. You're either against what they believe in or you're you're being a bigot, which is not even the case. Like I, I to me, those that kids, the, the indigenous kids who were literally planting trees. I thought it was humani- humanitarian. They want they wanted to plant. To me, it looked like they were they had a goal. They had a passion to you know, have greenery around their area. Now, and, and the reason why I did the two contrasts is because one of them was obviously in Mexico, Mexican and Mexican, and the indigenous kids actually in Mexico, they cherish, like in any other indigenous area, they cherish the earth a lot, right? Mm-hmm. So they, they see something that in a perspective that we do not see. And I'll say because, again, I'm a, 
Mexican who was colonized and has the mentality of a Spaniard and, you know, the benefits of the first world country. So, again, my, my, my way of thinking, it's, it's, been, it's, been, it's been affected or changed or modified to what the society sees right now. Mm-hmm. But them who were not actually shaped in that sense... It, it can be for them normal. Like, listen, I don't know if they were forced. I don't know if they volunteered. All I know is they're doing something for a society that's going to benefit all of us, okay? It's mainly them because, yep. again, they're, they're going to need trees. So if they cherish the earth and Mexican culture, the, his, the, the Aztecs and the Mayans and all the indigenous people there, they, they cherish the earth, right? So they still have those ideas, those beliefs, and they still want to work for them. Now, that's in Mexico. Here in Burger King, again, Burger King gives us heart attacks and high blood pressure and diabetes. I mean, but it is what it is. That's out of the scope of what that child is trying to do. Yeah, He, right? he has a goal. He yeah. has a goal that, hey, you know, I want to earn my own money and be proud of, hey, I got my first car without anybody's help. Yes, and that is exactly the point I'm trying to make because if we go back into the American history, there's two people in mind that I always that always comes to my mind, okay? One of them is it's Carnegie, right? And the other one is Rockefeller. Now, those two were dead poor when they were kids, okay? And if you guys read the story, um, great. If you haven't, go check it out. There's a good documentary on Amazon that's called The Men Who Build America. It talks about the four the four people that actually build the economy after the Civil War. It's great. But it talks about them in particular, how they used to actually work at a very young age to actually f- feed their mother and their family because their father was dead beats, okay? Or they, they did some other stuff and they didn't take care of the family. But them were poor. And Carnegie was from Scotland. He came to America. He actually made an empire. He got a, a, a tutor, a man who, who mentored him to become a business uh, a business man, and he became one of the biggest, right? Mm-hmm. And and the, the thing they had in common is that they had perseverance and goals and desire to work for something they wanted. So if, if they made it in their time, in the late 1800s, where, uh, let's be honest, the times then are very different from what they are now. But if, if they made it and they made this this huge fortune, why is it bad for us to actually stop a kid from working to get in his own car? I, I think it's a great thing. I think that it's teaching them character. It's teaching them to be responsible. It's teaching them to how to bu- budget money. It teaches them to, to do a lot of things. But mm, the, the adults who were there in that post were not very supportive. And I actually go, I give it to the dad. That's 100% right. I If my son and daughter were started working right now at, at their age, I'll be all for it. I started working when I was 13, okay. and I turned out And okay. I started working around 16, and that was after-school program, you know, um, little jobs, you know, part-time jobs, after-school program, two to three, four hours. And it, it showed you, you know, hey, mom, I got my little check, you know. do we? It, 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 coming from a person of poverty, it, it gave me um, goals to, hey, I could help my mom if something was needed. And you know what? There's a post here, a uh, comment that it's, it's actually, it's a very good point. And, and they gave it a like, so I think I like it too. It says, praise for child, praise for child for working towards something, but there's a point too much. There's nothing wrong with the student wanting to work towards something, but work becomes life. That's a problem, and that's true. But I don't think I don't think that I don't think that the parent is gonna tell them like, listen, go work at Burger King and then give me all your money. Like, no, I I think it's just a, I think it was just a, a moment thing because again, there's laws against mm-hmm. it. I mean, he cannot just work the entire summer or whatever, and then you know, there's laws against it. There's if you're a certain age, the the law states that you only have uh, you're only allowed to work x amount of hours. Maybe the father was exaggerating. I don't know. 
I just think I just think that, you know, if he was proud and the kid only did it for one week and he's working towards getting that car, I think that was the whole idea of the post. I, that's why it didn't comment. But but what I'm upset about is, for example, with the kids in the indigenous ones, I wonder how many adults do they actually go outside in the fields and start planting trees? Or how many ki- how many adults actually nowadays, how many adults actually go and work? Like Especially right now with Corona, there's a lot of people who don't want to go back to work because they get the benefits. So again, oh my God, yes. I how how does that how does how is that right? It's not right, but I mean, why can't we just get an example from these kids who maybe did it only once a week or maybe once a month? I don't know. I don't I don't live with a kid, but there's adults now that don't even work. So yeah. what do you think? I went. I literally went to Indiana over the weekend, and due to COVID and people, you know, now living off of you know unemployment and thinking that you know, hey, if I'm getting it and working off the system, why do I need to go to work? And and I seriously, every but every little area that we went to Indiana, all the all the restaurants, the drive-throughs were closed down by eight o'clock. Why? Because they were understaffed. Yeah. That and that's and again, um, uh, wait, hold on. Uh, she says there are laws, but some employees don't abide by them. And she also said, I think a lot of parents take their child working as abusing child labor laws. Um, I uh, okay, maybe mm, I I don't know. I don't actually I don't know because my daughter works right now. She's sixteen. She's working, and she was very proud, especially when she got her first check. So as a uh-huh. father. Uh, when she said, listen, I got my first check, yay. And she only works, what, 20 hours a week? Mm-hmm. That's ha- that's a part-time. But again, yeah. they're giving them so many hours because adults are not wanting to work. Yeah. So somebody has to take care of this. There there are. Yes, no, I'm not saying there's not. Okay, listen, it's not a, it's not 100% from one side to this side. Obviously, there's there's that gap in between, right? But what I'm saying is it's, it's this. I don't have an issue with the kids. I have an issue with the adults. The adults are the problem here. The adults are the ones that have to take the responsibility and work for them. That's what I'm saying. But the thing is, I, the ones that I saw in the post were people under 30 years old that were complaining about, oh, that's abuse, child abuse, you know, oh, give, let the child live, let, let them be a child. They were very young looking to me. Yeah, and and you know, if if let's say for example, I agree. She says I agree. Thank you. But if the adult, okay, it, for example, in this kid, right, the kid, it was just the intro to the to the topic. But if the father had better means, let's say he does have the means to actually teach, give him the car, right, and the kid says no, I want to earn it. Kudos to him. If the father said, listen, I'm not gonna buy you a car, and the kid said, cool, let me work for it. Kudos to the kid. But if, if the adult's, like, really a deadbeat and doesn't even take care of this family and the kid has to go to work so he can take care of the family, that's where I have an issue yeah. with the father, right, with the father. And that's my point because there's a lot of adults right now who prefer not to work than to actually work. And, mm-hmm. and it doesn't only affect their family. It affects a lot of people in that community, okay? Just like the Mexican indigenous kids, if it's something that it's between their culture and that's how they – teach their kids because in Japan, in Japan, they have this whole discipline way that we in America or, or, or the, the West, we don't agree with. But listen, they make them clean that classroom and the teacher doesn't do jack. Whereas here, the teacher does all the cleaning and the, yeah. the, the students are like, deuces, I'm out, and they leave a, a big mess. So that's where I'm coming from. It's not a cultural thing. It's more of a, an adult. Mm-hmm. The adult who, who I think it's not able 
to make good decisions. But the question is why? Why are kids, why are adults doing this? Than you know the ones before us or even us. I mean that's true. Gen X's are are not you know they're they're there too making contribution to whatever mess we're in. What do you think? Yeah. Um. Well, with people saying that it, they're abusing the child with so many hours, I think if it's consented by the parent and the child, mm-hmm. and the, it's a mutual agreement, and the child wants to work long long hours or you know work harder and maybe have an extra day or two in the workplace, and it's consented by the father and him, you know, and the mother and the mother, you know, it's then it's fine. Like I don't I don't see no issue with that. The the child has an uh, like he has a goal. To me, he has a goal. And that's good because, again, like we said, it's going to teach him character. But, my again, my issue here is with the adults. Um, you guys who are listening, what makes you think that if you see somebody who it's not cooperating as you think it should with society? Because, again, right now I, I've heard a lot of restaurants. Uh, my friends work in – some of my friends work in the restaurant field, and they said, listen, right now we're getting packed on overtime because there's nobody coming mm-hmm. in. No one. And with the whole COVID thing, it changed a little bit everything because now they're still getting the benefits of unemployment and whatnot. But those those places that should be people working, there's nobody working. So now there's a shortage on chips for cars. Now mm-hmm. that's I don't know if you heard that, but there's a shortage on chips for cars, which delays the the factory. Again, it could be said that it's because of Rona, but we know that during Rona, there's a lot of factories that remained open. So, oh wow, you know. There's restaurants who are don't have a lot of service. I went to a Red Robins and they said the wait time was gonna be for an hour. Commercials Red Robins, uh, because there was only one server. Yeah. So imagine, I mean, you're not only affecting at this point. You're not affecting. You're not criticizing the kid for working. You're literally criticizing. You're pretty much damaging everybody because they don't want to work, and now everybody's getting affected. I mean, I wanted my burger. That was my Father's Day's burger. And I didn't get my burger because that them didn't want to work. That's it. I'm, I'm going to take a little break. Go, continue. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, I'm like, it's affecting the workplace as well as our economy. And, and what's going to happen later on once, you know, um, these unemployment checks stop? Yes. What's going to happen with the unemployment stops? But before we get to that. Uh, they said, the post said, a lot of places need school permission too, and that is 100% true. A lot of schools need to give permission so the kids can work. And that's and, and that's one of the regulations that, that kids actually protects them, right? So that's great. That's great. And again, uh, if, if I had a business, and I think, I think that as a business, they need to give more internships and apprenticeships to kids so they can have another, another, another way to actually make a living later on so they can so they can work on it. And one of the examples I can give is when we were in a mechanic class, there's, there's a couple of people. I'm not going to give names anymore. I learned the hard way. Um, <laughs> they, they actually worked they actually work in, in a body shop, but they already had a, an, an experience doing something, making something, while they're getting their actual degree. And that's okay because, again, you, you taught them as a kid, and they learned that from from their parents or whoever taught them, but they actually learned something. And there's a lot of kids who are like that, that, that really want to learn something before they get to the point where they're like, listen, I'm just going to wait or I'm just going to finish my high school education and then, and then, you know, go beyond. But there's adults who didn't learn that because I think they were a little bit sheltered. Okay, 
I have a couple of comments, and I, I want to read them before we get to that. It says, um, I don't want to say the name, but you already see it. But it says, my daughter works long hours because all the adults quit. Teens are running that place now, and they are tired too. You see what I'm saying? The problem, it's not the children. The problem are the adults. And I'm sorry for being blunt, but it's true. Because now all the jobs that, that adults should be doing... The kids are doing, and that is not right. But his quote later on is actually great. That's that's motivation. Shoot, let, let me know where they need help so I could go. They could pay my tuition. Then she said, many of them are getting promotions and getting college paid, so they're happy about the part. Yes, and 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 that's the thing about this whole topic because yeah, the adults are not doing their part, and they're whining and complaining, and they're and they're putting all that negativity. But the kids are coming up. The kids are like, listen. Let me put let me put that on my shoulders and let me roll with it because apparently they are not good adults. So let me get let me take this part and now they're learning what it is to make a living now because now they're getting their incentives. Now they're getting their college pay, now they're getting all these parts and they're noticing that when you work for something, you get results you get and it results. gets good results. So that 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 itself it's good. And I agree with that. And that's how that's what we started the topic about, you know, how we were raised up because that's how we were raised up when we were actually kids and now for us, I mean, I don't know about you, but for us, if if we, me, myself, if I have a dilemma here, I'm just going to shake it off and then move on to the next thing because that's how we were raised up. We don't have the, the privilege of saying, oh, my God, you know, <laughs> what am I going to do? And that's one of the reasons why we talked about that subject so you can see why, I'm, you know, the difference between mentalities in, in other countries. But I'm going to give you the word because, you know, I don't want to go over and beyond. You're doing fine. No, 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 please, because, you know. You know, you just don't, you know. You overpowered me. Shut you. <laughs> and I forget what I'm thinking about at times. <laughs> you see what happens? You see what happens when, I, you know, everything you guys tell us, I'll say, because she's the co-host, so I tell her <laughs> everything, everything that happens. Now, this is this is the result of it. This is the result. Mm -hmm. All right, you, you want to add something else? I just had it, but then, you know, you cut me off and I can't think anymore. Oh, my Lord. Let me go back to the post then. It says, there's nothing wrong with working with your hands. That is 100% correct. And if something COVID taught us is that the people who actually were able to work with their hands were the ones that actually were able to manage and survive. Yeah. Because the ones that work in offices, and, and they got laid off and they got pushed to the side. That That's something that taught us too. Um, okay, we already read about the promotions. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, it, it's coming back. It's coming back. It's all coming back. <laughs> it's all coming back to me now. And, the, and then this one, Facebook cuts off. The I line. don't. <laughs> Thanks, Charlie. <laughs> you got you to gotta keep up with you. You got to keep up with you. Come on, come on, come on. Oh, there it goes. Um, You know how everything's always based on like age, like sex and like female genderfying and stuff like that? It's coming. It's coming. Okay. Why does everything have to be now an age, a number? Why are we focusing on age? I could have you said eight. You're deaf. <laughs> that it, like, it's that earwax. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, age. Well, I, I, age. I think, I think, um, I'm not sure. That's because something I, I, I could look at that indigenous po picture and say, hey, they're only focusing on, on those two children, but they don't focus in all around the whole field. Maybe there's adults around there. That is true. That is 100% true. Um, 
But again, again, I guess the children were were the main focus on the picture, and that's why um, they focused on, on that. But that's a good point. Um, a lot of people focus on age. All right, um, he is he's he's deaf. Yes, I am deaf. One hundred percent. He's I am deaf. Mm-hmm. Not that I want to overpower her, but I'm just extremely deaf. Um, and see, I'm <laughs> scratching my little piojos. My my. And he has bugs. Yeah. Yes, and I do have bugs. Um, so I didn't take a shower. But Ew. but I I think the age the age purposes uh, in Mexico. Like I said, there's no discrimination. No, I'm sorry. There's no racism, but discrimination. Uh, the class, it's it's one of them. And also the age. Mm-hmm. The age, if you are after 30, they won't hire you. And that's another conversation that's I had. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, here, I don't think it's so much. But I, I now that I think about it, that should be another talk. Because we can actually go on uh, in, in, in detail with that. Because one of the things that I've noticed here is that now that I'm getting older, right? Mm-hmm. Now that I'm hitting my 35s. That's all. My forties, the lime uh, years going off. Even, even you hear my voice crack. The forties. Um, <laughs> now a lot of people are looking at me like, mm, especially the youngsters are like. Mm, no, I got, you, I got you, asked mm, if you if you were forty three. Yeah, but that's because they wanted to hate. Because I mean, come on, look at this, and, and the people oh, that ask, come on, they, they probably know who I am talking about. But oh um, the the people that the new that the new young kids, the especially the 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 ones that I deal with. Um, I shouldn't say kids, but the, the med students, they looked at me like, I'm like, like, should you be here, Boomer? Did you really want to be here, Boomer? Because, you know, Boomer, and I'm dirt, like. You're dude. You're over 30. Sometimes I want to tell them, like, listen, dude, by the time you were wearing diapers, I was already doing this. So, you know, that 20 years of experience, yeah, that, that do kick a lot. But I hold myself because I learned. I learned. <laughs> you're like, I need, I need I my check. I learned, I learned that I need my check, and also the arthritis does not let me move like I used to. So, and you're too old, and no one's gonna hire you. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that is right. <laughs> hey, she says that I know about the bugs. Hey, what? But the fish, man. That's not. Dang. No, no, no. Not everybody knows about the bugs, man. Ew. Dang! Like literally, what is this? Like throw Charlie under the bus day? Like any other day? Yeah. I mean, they're start. They're starting, and this is official. They're starting the. I hate Car. I hate Charlie. Oh, yeah. I hate Charlie. Anybody Book Club. who wants to sign up, there is a club forming. It's it's the I Hate Charlie Book Club. Book Club, yeah. It used to be the I Hate Charlie Club, but now it's the I Hate no, Charlie Book Club. No, before it used to be I I Hate Charlie Smoothie Club. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll drive it. Sorry, I'm the president. You can't. So. <laughs> The president that the president. outside the sign yeah. that says no Carlos's, <laughs> and by Carlos's it's by parentheses because there's more than one. There's more than one, yeah. So there's so there could only be one. Yeah. So I run it. <laughs> <laughs> Your face. No, actually, he's not the one that's in there. <laughs> <laughs> but let's, but yeah, ageism, right? That's what it's called, ageism. And we're gonna talk this topic. If you guys want to hear it, we can do the research and we can talk about it. Let us know. But. Are we ready for the next one, or are you anything else you want to add to this one? Or our guest, do you want to add anything else before we close this segment? I'm in between. Let kids be kids, but at the same time, if your child comes up to you and tells you, hey, mom, I want to go, you know, get a newsstand and literally be a newspaper boy and throw the newspaper and get my couple of change for the week. Go ahead, son. If you want, I'll go along with you. But you have a passion, you have a right, and, and it, you're, you're informing me and you're giving me direction on what you want to do with your life, your goals, your responsibilities you want to take, then I'm, I am more power. If it's enough for positive outcomes, sure, I'm for you. I stand with you. 
Yeah, I agree with that 100%. I think that that if let's not let's not go from one aspect to the from one side of the spectrum to the other, right? Uh, I'm not saying go and and abuse or talk to kids like they used to with me mm-hmm. because again, this is what happens, you end up doing a podcast mm-hmm. or cuz you, you can't afford therapy. <laughs> so you got to talk it out. Cuz you got to talk it out or or hit somebody. Yeah, or don't overchallenge your kids where they don't they don't know how to do anything because at the end they're gonna end up doing TikToks. And between the podcast and the TikToks, I think I'm gonna go with the podcast. He's gonna do <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> But on a serious note, um, I think that finding the middle ground it's it's perfect, right? Obviously, in a perfect world, we will find actual middle ground, but there's not a perfect world, so we're gonna have to do what we do. And like I tell my kids, listen. Uh, when you guys were born, you didn't come with instructions, and honestly, I didn't. I didn't actually. I was not born with the knowledge of how to raise a kid. So I'm just playing this by ear as we go. If you are alive and if you are surviving the next day, I think I did a great job. That's just me, plain and simple. But there <laughs> you're are moments. Breathing. I know you're breathing. I put the little mirror. I don't. I don't even buy a stethoscope. I just put the mirror on their on their mouth, and either you see the if you, yeah, if you see the steam, you're, you're good. still good. You're still good. Yeah, you're still alive. But. I think that children need to develop character. I think that children need to also roll with the punches, and they need to they need to learn how to pretty much deal with all of this. The issue here is that a lot of adults in our generation did not learn how to deal with this, and I think that's where we're failing. I, we're failing because because how are we going to guide a kid if we can't even guide ourselves? Okay, that's that's one of my my one of my issues. And in the uh, other. In the other podcast in Spanish, I was dissecting the book Think and Grow Rich. And one of the things that I were talking about is how psychologically and mentally we're, we're not prepared to deal with our own issues. And then now they're expecting us to deal with everybody else's when it comes to kid, family, you know, wife, husband, work, employees, friends, and family members and all that stuff. So that, that could be overwhelmed, overwhelming. And now we're going to have to actually teach our kids how to deal with all of that. And I, I feel that because we were not prepared or we were not coached appropriately when we were younger, now we're seeing the results of it, right? Yeah. Can you agree with that? Um, it's like now we're actually fixing something that we should have actually taken care of about 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, and but sometimes you're also growing with your kid. That's true. And you're learning with your kid. That's true. That's why my kids and I and my, my little bugs are not still bugging me. <laughs> but... Um, I think that that's why we we me personally I spend a lot of time with my my kids because not only not only that I they're growing up they're reminding me of what I used to be and how to avoid it so that's actually a good tip that I can give that as you actually spend more time with your kid you'll start remembering things that you did when you were a kid and then you could pretty much say mm, was that a wise decision that I made back then maybe not let's see if we can actually have fun. But still be safe and still enjoy the moment because that's that's what I do. Still do parenting. Yeah. That's why I, I watch My Little Pony. They're like, bro, are you a brony? And I said, heck, yeah, I'm a brony because my Bronies daughter. Brony's for life. Brony's for life, yo. But we're going to close <laughs> this segment and we're going to come back with the next one on Anchor and Spotify. Again, if, if you guys want to listen to something, some music, let us know. I'm talking about the people on Facebook. Let us know so we can play your music. So when you if you want to share this, they're like, hey, man, I suggested this song to the to the to the show, throw it our way, okay? So we're going to close it at Anchor and Spotify, and we'll come back after this. 
And we're back for the last segment, okay? Mm-mm-mm. This is fun. Actually, I like having the guests here on, on Facebook Live, and, and it's pretty cool interacting with them. So, guys, just share this. If you like this this podcast. Share, and, share, share. And, and actually, I want to say that I do take the feedback, and we do try to improve the show for you guys. Because, mm-hmm. again, we're doing this for you guys so we can, you know, open conversations, like I said, to a lot of people that actually have texted me. And, they're, and some people said, like, listen, you're wrong. And this is why. And I'll take the criticism because, again, I'm not, I don't and know you're everything. you're shipping this pig. They, they've never said that. Oh, that was me. Oh, okay. Got it. I don't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I did. I... Okay. Um, Grow ye- some skin. Thick skin. Thick Charlie. skin. Yeah, I, I guess. That that actually caught me off guard. I, I didn't expect that. Skin. I didn't expect that. Three layers of skin, baby. All all the whips <laughs> that I took, bam, baby. Callus is all over the all over the place. All over the place. Ew. Anyways, I know that, that that actually didn't have a good idea. Didn't paint a good picture. But if you if you guys wanna tell us a topic, you wanna send us your playlist, anything you wanna hear and you like this, go share it. Uh again, this is the the, the whole topic. Open conversations, different ideas. We can actually talk it out and we can come, you know, to a place where you can, you know, say, listen, maybe he was wrong and I'll tell him why. I'll tell him why and send me the information and I'll read it and I'll be like, hey, man, listen, you know what? I was wrong. I can admit it. But maybe, just maybe, say, listen, maybe he had a point. Maybe he, you know, he's in his crazy way. She, Nelly Baby, and him were actually, no, were actually right. And, you know, again, we open up a dialogue. But for this segment... This is actually a segment that it was sent to us. It wasn't hers. It wasn't mine. It was somebody that sent it to us. And we're going to play the video right now because, okay, okay, it says, I could say something, man, about the, the what is it? Callus' comment. Uh, yes, you can. And you and you can. So, yes, you can. You can go ahead and say about the calluses. I, I, I'm just afraid of what you're going to say because, you know, you know. All right. So, we're going to play the video. And... We're going to raise the volume, right, on her phone. And we're going to raise, we're going to shut this one up a little bit. And then we're going to raise this volume right here. And, and we go now. Let us know what you guys think. Latina mothers are more responsible for the toxicity and dysfunction of Latino men than their fathers are. I'm not making this video to hate on Latin men. I'm actually making it because I love Latin men. I'm Dominican. I would love to end up with a Dominican guy, but at this point, I've been to therapy, I've healed, I've unlearned toxic behaviors, and I've realized that the majority of Latin men are simply not doing the work to heal emotionally or to grow. And they're not doing it because they don't have to. Their bad behavior is being enabled by their mothers and by toxicas. And I know that, you know, toxica culture gets celebrated on here a lot, but toxicas are really just toxic mothers in the making. I've seen it. I'm 38 at this point. That behavior becomes those toxic mothers that women can't stand and that end up developing unhealthy relationships with their sons because they can't get what they want from their husbands the same way that a lot of our mothers have done. The attention, the affection, the bond, the loyalty that they didn't get from their husbands, they developed that with their son. And guys think that this is special. It's a privilege just because I'm her little baby. It's not. A lot of our mothers never grew they never matured beyond their teenage years. So all of their perspective, their behavior, the way they approach things is extremely immature and toxic and often manipulative. Now, I'll give you an example of this, the loyalty that your mothers have for you. So like when you're cheating on your girlfriend and your mother doesn't call you out, doesn't tell her anything, doesn't say anything to these girls that you bring to her house, that's not loyalty. That's keeping the competition in check. Because if you never 
if you're never loyal to a woman to the point where you end up developing a strong relationship to where your partner becomes the most important woman in your life, guess what? Your mother doesn't have to compete. She's always going to have most of your attention, most of your affection, and most of your loyalty. She has no one to compete with. It's not healthy. Your partner is supposed to become the most important person in your life. Your mother's not going to be around forever. Mm-hmm. The other part of this is the love bombing. And I, I look that term up. Look up the love bombing. Mothers go over the top with the love that they show their sons. And it's not really love. All of this doing things for you to the point where you can't take care of yourself or you think that it's not your responsibility as a man to clean, to take care of kids, to do things like that. It's just weakening you. It's weakening you. And the reason this happens is because I know a lot of men don't believe this, but society is very violent for women, especially for a lot of these older women. They grew up in very, very violent societies. They never talked about it because of all the shame involved and because, you know, all of these things, assault and stuff is normalized in the Latino community. It just happens. And subconsciously, these women, they want to make sure that their sons don't become a threat to them too. So how do they do this? By weakening you, by making you totally dependent on them and loving you so much that even if you ever tried, if anything ever hit you like a red flag and you went, yo, maybe my mom's behavior is toxic and it's not good for me. Maybe, you know, maybe she's not perfect. You can't even fully process the thought because you feel so much guilt because, oh my God, but she treated me so well. She did this, 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 that, and the other. How could I think this about her? She loves me. It's not healthy. All right, guys. So this is the topic for today, okay? That video was sent to us about lead men. Um, There's a bunch of, I agree, first of all, I agree to part of the video, okay? I agree with with some of the video, not all the video, but I'm going to say this. One, it's not Latino. It's Latin American men. It's a big difference. There's a big difference. I just want to put that out there because when we hear Latino, we automatically think Hispanic. Brazilians are not Hispanic. Italians are not Hispanic. Spaniards are not Hispanic. So therefore, uh, it's only Latino men who are referred to Latin American. Two, you can also add Latino European there because, again, the, his, the Spaniards, Romanians, Italians, Portuguese, the French, they also are there and they have their own customs when it mm-hmm. comes to their culture. And, and let's, let's be realistic. Europe, in their time, was also a lot of very oppressive or they were oppressed women a lot. So, again, that's not only about a Latin American thing. And if you were t- going to talk about Latin American, where do they get their culture? Europe. So let's add them into the pot two. Three. Is it three? Yeah. Three. It's a general thing when it comes to male. Okay. It's a male thing. It's mm-hmm. not a it's not a Latin American thing. It's a male thing. So at the, but there's a lot of men who do that. So I can hundred percent agree with that video. Okay. That's that's a, that's one of the clarifications I wanted to make about the video. But but here's a question I want to open up to you guys. There are, are two more guests that walked in. Thank you for joining us. There's a topic about, you know, toxic masculinity and the mother being toxic as well. That's the topic. But but tell me, Nelly Baby, what do you think? Um, it's true that we can't just stereotype it, it being all Latin men because in, in a motherly role, men are, are taught to be superior and treated as a superior person. And that's that's more not only Latinos, it's it's all stereo based on, on different cultures. And back in the pre um, God days and Roman days, what was it? Men was all hail men. All hail men, yes. So it, it can't just be based on Latinos and and certain Latino cultures. 
That is true. Men are going to be men or treated okay. as superior men. Okay, I'm going to save that one. I'm going to save that one a little bit. But I want to bring a point here because she says that mothers, it's mothers who actually make this type of men. I disagree 100% with that. I don't think it's mothers. I think it's women in general and society. Now, before you say, what is wrong with you? Why are you attacking us? It's not me. This book, it's called Real Boys. It's written by William Pollock. He, that is the name. Okay, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not stereotyping anybody. But he's, ha he's a doctor from Harvard, and he wrote this book 20 years ago. This is written in, in 1998, okay? And one of, the one of the quotes here in this book states, okay, it says, I'm going to go read it, because I, I really want to touch this subject, because I've always thought about this, and I always said it, but they're like, man, you're crazy, and you're a bigot. But no, this is, this is what he said. It says, the people in a boy's lives, moms and dads, teachers and siblings, coaches and ministers, daycare providers and doctors may have an equal effect to that testosterone in shaping a young boy, not only by influencing his informative experience, but affecting his brain structures and neurotransmitters. What does that mean? Every experience that a boy goes through, okay, it's la later reflect on a man later on in his life. And everything that he learned, it's not because of the mother. It's because of the experiences he had from when he was a kid. And this was written in 1998. So let's do the math. The, if you were a boy who were born in 1998 when this book was, this is one of the, the pillars of, of, of child psychology, okay? If, if this book was written in 1998, we're talking about what, 21 years ago, mm -hmm. right? Because, well, 98, 8, 10, 18, 20, 20, 20, 21, okay? 21, 22. If you are 22 years old and you grew up with the mentality that you have to be sheltered, that you are you are entitled, that you are the man who is supposed to be taken care of because you cannot separate from your mother and and your and your sister and your aunt and everybody else made you believe that way, now you're gonna be that toxic man, and that's why I think the video doesn't do any justice. Because you're just talking about the mothers. The mother is a pillar of, of a man's structure. I'm not saying they're not toxic. That's, not, that, that's a whole different conversation, which we're going to talk in a minute. But it's not just the mother. I think it's society itself. And I've said that many times before here in the show. What do you think? It kind of, But it, it kind of does and it kind of doesn't because it does um, start in the, in the home. Um, because coming from experience, you know, the male figure that I'm dealing with is literally being sheltered and praised and, 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 um, he was never put any boundaries and, and brought, and now as a grown adult, he, they think there's no, how can I say it? There's no consequences to, to what they're doing. And, but yet he's still being praised and supported by, you know, this motherly figure. And she's not Latina. She is, you know, of American descent. So it, it and it's being praised. It's okay. I got you here. This is you let this figure it out and it's okay. Yeah, but again, it's I don't think it's just the the, the responsibility of the mother. Now and the reason well let me see if I can structure this this idea in a good way where it's going to pretty much project what I'm trying to say. In 1998, he writes the book, and he's pretty much talking about how the separation of boys with their mothers and how, how corrosive and effective, and, and it, it affects the kid in the later on, in the later years, right? 
I could argue with in my case where I did have that separation with my mother at a very young age, and that actually made me to be a person that's very alone. Now, I, I again, we do the show and we are here and having fun and you know, but outside of the show, I'm a completely different person. Now, Nelly Baby here knows that when there's a certain moment where I'm like, listen, I have enough with people. I, you know, I gotta, I gotta get out, and I get disconnected for what two, three days, like literally nobody knows about me. I've gone years, and they're like. Is he even alive? Like, seriously, that's the way, that, that stuff. But that's because I learned as a kid that I can be okay on my own. And even in my family, in my personal, in my personal life, they're like, do you want to communicate? Like, do you want to talk about something? And I'm like, I'm good. Thank you. And I know that that's the, the result of always me being alone for many years when it comes to not speaking to, to people, right? Oh, okay. Uh, before, we, before I continue, it says, um, I got to go. Got things to take care of, but before starting, I'll finish watching you later. Thank you very much for, joining, for joining us. us. It's, it's very good, and thank you for the feedback one more time. I, I really appreciate Don't it. Don't forget to share, guys. Don't forget to share, and thank you very much. I uh, appreciate the, the support. But go back to the topic. Uh, I, I think that nowadays, like I said, we're sheltering our kids so much that we're actually demonizing also the role of the man in this whole situation. Now, hear me out. I'm not saying that every man it's it's a good man. I'm saying that there are some moments where the man needs to make hard decisions that are going to affect the kid in a positive way later down in the future, but we cannot do it because it's considered abuse. Now you see where the topics are coming in, how we talk, We started talking about how they raised us to now where the kids are actually working and learning to be independent, and the parents are, and the father mainly is very proud, and now all the people are against them because now he's abusing the kid. But now we have this toxic men who are now uh, being sheltered by society because of now they're blaming the mother. That's the whole conversation that we wanted to talk about, the, the whole idea that, that the adults now they were probably sheltered when they were kids, and now they're indulging and they're pushing for, for them to behave that way. And I don't think it's the mother. The video said the mother. I don't think it's the mother. I think it's, it's, it's the society itself. I think it's the society and how you, like you said, brought up. Um, and it's not only being sheltered, also the kids that were very free-spirited now don't have any rules. And, and they grow up that way. Hey, I don't need to follow any rules. I do what I want. And, and like I said before, you don't get to experience any freaking uh, consequences to your decisions. And that, and that is true. And sometimes um, I've, I've spoke to people and, and I've heard their stories. And some of the things they said, listen, sometimes my kid is misbehaving. And then when my husband goes and he's very, very rude and abusive. And I'm like, oh, man, I mean, that sounds like a, it's an issue. Um, have you, you know, talk about this? That, it's like, no, no, he just he just yells a lot and then he punishes them. And I go, but that's not abuse. That's just, I mean, obviously it depends on what he says, right? But, but I mean, do you think that probably he's just giving him structure? Like, no, 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 no. He's just very, very rod and, and, and rude. And I'm thinking, mm. but, you know, uh, how are you going to build character if you, don't, if you don't let them do that? And, and again, it's not to blame the mothers. I, I, I think that a boy, and I'm talking about literally a boy, as he's growing up, the first person that is going to teach him how to love somebody is their mothers. That's, that's again, that's just me as a, as a person, as a man, and with the experience that even now, I'm not, I'm not that close to my mom. Like, we talk to each other, and, you know, we're like, hey, mom, you know, whatever. And then we talk, and can go two, three months, and they're like, dude, you, do you want to talk to your mom? Do you want to call your mom? Like, dude, what kind of son are you? Like, they're expecting me to be that relationship with my mom so close. But, again, I, I didn't grow up that way. I... I, you know, we were not that that relatively close. 
But my father was the structured one. My father was the one that said, listen, you're going to do this because we're doing this and you got to learn how to do this. And now I'm able to work with my head, my brain and all that stuff and my hands and I can pretty much fix anything. But because I have the structure of, 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 my, of my father. But the way I learned how to love my kids and, and my family is because my mom taught me how to do it. Even though we're not that close, she's very love, a very lovable person. So I don't think that's toxic. I think that's, that's what a mother needs to do. But condemning mothers, that's just, I don't agree yeah. with that. You could say I'm more 50-50 because I'm the disciplinarian in the home. But at the same time, I don't want to shelter my child like I was sheltered. So I, I keep a distance. Not saying that I'm not emotional or physical, like like loving to my child. I am. I, I, I grab him. I hug him. I tell him I love him every chance I have. But I, I want him to have that discipline and know that there's rules and regulations. So I am the disciplinarian as well because I want him to have that sort of balance. I'm not trying to be a toxic mother and I'm not trying to be an overprotective mother. I am trying to do 50-50 where he knows his discipline, what's right and wrong, and still t that he understands that mommy does love me. See, and in the book, it also says, and I'm going to read another quote, and this is from the segment that, or the part that says, the benefits of father, son, and Delfman learning how to read another's emotions. And in the book, he says, perhaps the most important through interactions with father, a boy learns to listen to his own inner emotional states, identifying which ones are overwhelming, out of control, tolerable, and intolerable. And that that's a good point, okay? Again, I'm not glorifying fathers and... And demonizing mothers. I'm not. I'm not trying to do that. I'm trying to say that in 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 the shape of a boy or a shape of a girl at this point, it takes two people, and mm -hmm. the two people bring something crucial that the other one cannot do. And and I think that by stopping the father of of teaching discipline, it's it's a bad thing for the kid, and stopping the father from teaching the mother how to love, it's even worse. Right. So so it's it's a balance because the kid, it's going to leave the house by the time you get to grade school. Right. Mm -hmm. And in grade school, you're going to have a whole different bunch of little kids who are going to have a whole different aspect of the world. And they're going to mix each other and they're going to start talking to each other and they're going to shape their perspective into different ways. Right. Yep. But if we do not teach our kids okay, in at home how to deal with all of that it's going to be very very toxic to to kids and i i don't i don't want to make this conversation about let's fix the men now because the men who are the way men are now and i'm sorry to say it but it is true it's not going to change it's not going to change once once you pass the age of 30 because that's when your brain finish literally finish shaping up and whatever quality you have whatever flaw whatever negativity whatever you know negative bias you have in your head it's already going to stay there unless you really want to change, unless mm -hmm. you really want to have the effort to go and change it. Now, a lot of people don't do that. The majority don't do that. But let me put it to you in this perspective. If electricity that has no conscience to rationalize with picks the side that has less resistance, what makes us think that as humans we're going to do that? We're going to go through that resistance. What do you think? Um, I think both n not to labelize or like Charlie says, demonize just one category of parental um, rules. It has to be a mutual relationship where it's not only the father being the disciplinarian. Why is it only the father being the disciplinarian? Because maybe in, in my words, I'm the disciplinarian. 
my my son's father is more the free spirited person, and to me that causes conflict. I want I want um maybe in the relationship and also in my relationship I want us to have a mutual um how do you say it? um agreement and boundaries on what how to raise our child like literally like okay I understand you want to be free spirit but yet you need to follow my form of discipline not just discipline rules regulations so that way he knows what's right and wrong it's not not just that keyword discipline yeah for the and, child. and one thing that also affects men and now this is the thing that I I I hate this I really do hate this and I and every time I speak to somebody I'm like listen don't do this because you're not going to get a reaction from me. And before I read this book, I had no idea where this came from. I just thought it was just something that I, I just learned to do because I was just weird. I'm going to put it to you this way. <laughs> but this is this is it, okay? And it says the double standard of masculinity, okay? It says, on the one hand, boys are told they should act in a tough, conventional, guy-like ways. And on the other, they are chastised if they don't act sensitive, caring, or empathetic enough. And that's the other issue I have with the video. She's talking about the Latino man being loving to the mother, right? Because now the mother is trying to do the best for her to actually just just become and become the person that or the taking the place of the of the significant other, all right? Now she's the one that's you know not not stopping them from having an actual relationship, okay? But let's put it let's put it this way. How many men are out there who actually do that? They actually do cherish their significant other. They do whatever they need to do, and they do their best they can, but they still don't actually make it enough for them to be for the significant other to be satisfied. Now, we're not just talking about men and women. We're talking about everybody in the umbrella. Let's just put it that way. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So that that double mixed messages in my head, it it doesn't work with me because I literally feel like my brain stops working, like it just comes to a halt. And then I start thinking, what do I do? Now, if that happens to me, I'm pretty sure that a lot of people in my generation probably feel the same way because that's the way we grew up. We grew up with the double standards. Like, okay, so I want a man who's romantic and, and loving and I want flowers and I want a serenata and I want this. But then if somebody comes to be a threat, I want him to jump in and start punching and be the, the macho man and, you know, the conquistador. And see, in our head, we're like, I can't do that. It's either one or the other. That's how I feel. That's how I see it. What do you, I mean, I don't know. That's just me. And, and every time they're like, listen, I want you to do this, but I also want you to do that. And I'm like, no, that's not how it works. My brain is not programmed for that. What do you, tell me. Uh, tell me, tell me, tell me. I, I don't mind having a romantic person. I like to be shown that I'm loved. Um, and the, the machisto kind, machista kind of thing, like where you have to be macho man, I'm like, Eh, I'm not really into it either. I'm not one to follow rules and, and be dominated like that. No. See, but that's 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 what I'm trying to say. Okay, you don't you don't mind uh, a person who is romantic, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now let's go back into the experience point. Um, when we were growing up, Pedro Infante, Jorge Negrete, Cleanest Wood, right? The macho guys, the the ones that are like, oh, I'm gonna start shooting my way out of problems, right? <laughs> but they were also romantic. They would come in and give the flower and, you know, play the little serenata and all that stuff. And and that was good. I think that was like, oh my god, for a character that was amazing, right? But in reality, okay, if if a man wants to do that, let's say he wants to be romantic, right? Obviously, by the romanticism, you have to be soft, you have to be tender, you have to be 
you know, in another aspect of where you feel open and, and relaxed and relieved, right? Mm-hmm. But then if there's a moment where you're trying to do that and then just automatically changes to now you got to be the protector, you can. It's it's emotionally, it's it's exhausting because now you don't know how to handle things. Let's say in, in a good example, it's, it's a video that I, I posted on Facebook on Father's Day about this guy reciting a poem about a father who would work, he was working every day. And then when he got home, the only thing he needed to do was to actually reprimand his kids, right? Mm-hmm. So now the, the wife expected him to be the provider and, and the, the one who is pretty much the punish, the punisher, right? The, ex- the executioner, executioner, right? Mm-hmm. But he didn't want to do that. He, what he wanted to do is actually get home and spend time with his kids because he already had a bunch of stuff that had to deal with at work, mm-hmm. right? And he was dealing with the boss, the work, the employees, and then he just wanted to go home and relax. And then you, you, you're you getting ready mentally to actually have that afternoon with your kids and your wife. And the next thing you know, you have to come in as this executioner and now pretend to be the bad guy, right? And I'm sorry because this one actually, it, it, hit, it hits home, okay? So... You have to be the bad guy, and then you have to punish your kids and send them to bed, and then you you have to play this this evil doors for the next for at the end of the night. You just want to have a great night with your kids and a great night with your family, and you have to be this evil person. And then the mother, who actually was the one that actually told them, "I gotta talk to your dad. Wait until you get your dad's home." She becomes the hero. She shows them the love. She pampers them. She shelters them, and then you become the the bad guy. And the next day, they start hating the father instead of actually seeing that you didn't want to do that. So that change of mind, it's really hard when it comes to being a man because now you need to do what you need to do. So you need to put your feelings aside, the romanticism and the soft guy and all of that. You need to put them aside to do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And that it's what some people might seem as toxic, but in reality, that's what a man does. We're programmed to do that. And again, I'm not saying that every man. I'm saying that people who are 100% and they're, and they're legit, on what their responsibilities and they are men, true men, they have to take that responsibility. And it's hard. And only hope that at the end of the day, your kids realized that you did the best for them. And the mother doesn't have to go through that. Uh, no. I, I acknowledge your, your feelings. I acknowledge what you're going through. But I too can say that I know what you're going through. I just I that whole that whole acknowledge thing I was like we're not we're not like that. I felt like I was in preschool. No, but I'm saying <laughs> This is why I don't open up. <clears throat> See? Go ahead, continue. Cuz I am in the same boat. Yeah. I am in your shoes. Yeah, and 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 that's why I brought it up because it's not mothers. It's it could be anyone, and that's my point. The video said mothers. The mothers are the toxic one, and no, it's no. not the mothers. It's the actual environment where the kid is growing. So our responsibility as parents is to bite the bullet and teach the kids what to do right, so we don't actually make they don't make the same mistakes that we did. Yeah, and that's my point of this whole thing. Yeah, and and I understand what you're going through because literally, Charlie, like I am you. I am you. Well, I go not home. Me. Not you, but I, you know what I mean? It's not only ma- the father, but it's also the parent. The parent. It doesn't need to be female, male. The parent. The the main provider, if it is one pr- 
provider in the household, the main provider that walks in that door. It could be the mom. It could be the dad. You come home. You're tired. You're exhausted. You want to spend time with your child because that's what I'm going through. I want to go home. I want to spend time with my child. I do not want to be the disciplinarian. I don't want to be the bad guy. I want to go home, hug my child, tell him I love you. I'm here. I want mommy time. and But I can't because I have to be the bad guy. Yeah, and and that's tough. And anybody who's listening to us, if you feel that's that's how you you know how you see yourself, hey man, kudos to you because at least you're you're putting up the fight. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's exactly what adults adulting is. It's biting the bullet and and taking it taking it like a strong person. I was gonna say a man, but taking it as a strong person and just go with the flow, man. Because again, eventually, somebody will somebody used to tell me this a long time. Like, listen, just do your best. And they'll see it at the end. And I can honestly say that it is true because I, when my kids were young, I did so many things that I was like, oh, I got to I gotta do this. And I mean, it is what it is. It is what it is. But now my kids and I are having a great relationship. And I can say that because, you know, they're teenagers and at least they still want to spend time with me. Now, generally, teenagers are like, oh, my God, get out. You're, you're old, dad. You're <laughs> boomer. Whatever. But now I can say that, that, that you know, we're having this strong relationship. And it's not. And and one of the things also in the video that it said is that she went to therapy, and and that's good. We always encourage here to go to therapy. Go Actually, we help. had a couple and, of. And it's true. And I and I do take that because you know I could, I would want to have an adult conversation with an actual professional, and maybe relieve a couple of stress or two. <laughs> yeah, and we encourage that to go yes. to therapy. Go, but again, when when you go to therapy and you see these things. What is it exactly that you changed? Okay, and I'm not playing her bad. I think that she did a brave thing by exposing this video. But I think that a lot of her topics were actually wrong because she generalized one. Two, she blamed the one that actually has nothing to do with it. It's more society. And and three, um, the, the Dominican men that she was talking about, I have no idea how Dominican men are. I've never met a Dominican man. Maybe I did. I just confused him with somebody, some other race. I don't know. But all I know is that sometimes we just do these kinds of videos because we want to open up, and that's okay. I'm not saying it's not. It's, it's pretty good. But now you give a whole different perspective of, of what the topic is. And, and, again, I learned this many years ago when actually I had to go to therapy because, again, those little things in my head, they're like, hey, man, you know, you might, you might be doing something wrong. Why don't we just seek for a little help? And I did, right? And, and, I, and it was great because I was able to find books like this so that's one of the things. Go read psychologists who actually t- touch the subject and, and people that actually have gone through this and they will give you their explanation of, of why that is, what it is. And let's not demonize mothers, and especially Hispanic mothers, because Hispanic mothers are known for, for loving their family. They're the nucleus of the family. And men in, in Latin American families have taught us that if you don't like your mother, seriously, that's, that's a, a great sin. Yeah. And and that's one of the things I also teach my kids. Your mother is your mother, and you will respect her because she gave you life, bro. Like she literally gave her life for you. So don't 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 this don't let's not let's not talk about mothers like that. Oh, she brought the mama into it because they should be cherished, not yeah. demonized like that. In in that sort of way that they're talking about. Obviously, we cannot generalize. There are some mothers who should not be called mothers, but that's, that's a whole different true. subject. That's a whole different topic. Yeah. Whole different topic. 
Anything else before we close? Um, yeah, just like Charlie said, we don't want to just demonize um, mothers and characterizing just mothers. And guess what? I'm giving props to single moms, not only single moms, because single dads also do their their role in raising their child. And I give I give it props because, you know, being a single parent, male, female, um, it's hard. It's hard not having that added help of your significant spouse. And it, it's hard. And I give you guys props mad because it's hard it is hard and i give you props and again um parents either the mom or or father they when you become a parent you carry a lot of roles on yep. top of that shoulder a lot like uh, there's this one meme going around where where um it's like a mom statue and the mom statue literally has every activity that she does through the day she, they have like a, a washer and dryer on her shoulders they have they, she has books on her shoulders. She has the kids on top of her. And, you know, everything that she's going through at that moment. But, again, it's not only the mothers. I And I'm not taking that away from moms because mom, we are very tough depending on who you are. I'm not saying, yep. like Charlie said, there's not a lot of moms, the younger version now, that are... Could, it learn, is what it uh, is. could learn a thing or two of their own mother. And... For last comment, it says, I think that was a great example. Sure, made me think, sure made me think, and may help me or others balance life at home. Thank you. Thank that's, you. That's what, yeah. actually, that's what actually what we're yeah. aiming for. This and, whole show is for that. And again, it's, it's not taking away from the mother, and it's not taking away from the father, but working as a unit Yet. to raise your offspring. Yeah. And here actually, and I'm going to close with this, okay? I'm a big boxer fan, and... If you want to check out this this actual documentary on Showtime called The Kings, it's the story about the four four kings of boxing, which is Roberto Duran and Sugar Ray Reynolds and the other two, which, again, not important because it's Roberto Duran. <laughs> eh, Panama! Um, they actually started with the quote in the, second, in the second episode, and it said, and it's very true, and it said, it is easier to build strong children than to repair broken men. Let's, I'm going to leave that with that. All right. So, guys, this has been the show for today. Uh, it's been a blast. I hope that you guys like this. Uh, share it. Share it, share it, share, share it, share, share it. Share. Please send this message out there to, to, to the, so people can actually see how it, it takes two to tango. Ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys, for staying with us. Share, please, the post on all your social medias. And don't forget where you can find Charlie Bunker. And Nelly Baby. And Nelly Baby. On Spotify, Anchor, YouTube, go over there and subscribe to our page. And yeah, also, um, am I missing something? iTunes. And if you're looking again, like Charlie said, for some good tunes, send us your recommendations on our Charlie Bunker page. Send us a message. Give us your playlist. And if you want a shout out, if you don't want to be shouted out, fine. That's great. We appreciate it. Um, or if you do. We appreciate our followers, and we want to shout you out if you give us that right. Sure do. And so next week, we don't have any topics. We're going to come up with them as we go along through the week. And I think I think we did have one. I have to listen to the whole Rewind. thing again because I, I forgot. But we actually did talk about something good. Did you remember? No. Okay. No. I, I don't remember either. But we're going to, again, you want to send us your topics, whatever you want to talk about, send it to us. We promise we'll be educated and do the research before we talk about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. This has been another segment of Charlie's Bunker. Thank you for joining us. Until next week. Enjoy your great long weekend. K.
Can you do the shingle one more time? What? What's the, a shingle? The, the shingle. Or the shingle. The shingle? Yeah, let me, let me lower it Not down. saying shingle. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. The jingle. It. The jingle. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Which one? The, the one... Uh, <laughs> should I do the Spanish version? Or? No, no, the English. <laughs> Why? Just come on so we can finish it. Charlie Bunker with Nelly, baby. Stay tuned for next week. Oh, yeah, guys. All right, take care. Good night. <laughs>